Amanda and I'm Kristen and we are the extra sisters so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to our new series for 2022 this series is called make us scream which it sounds like an innuendo on purpose (laughs) we gotta we gotta get y'all's attention so you don't get bored you know exactly and we have reached out to you all to send us movies that you think would actually genuinely scare us. And that can be in any genre. That could be any genre of horror, you know, ghosts, possessions, I don't know, slashers, whatever. And Psychological we have for this one. Right. And that's what exactly what I was about to say. So like in this one, we went more psychological and which is fine because, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't make us scream. That's a that's a loose term like disturbed is fine yeah too. we want to be creeped out like i remember when you had me first watch it follows that did not scare me until like a few days later and then i started having nightmares about it so you know it could take some time it worked <laughs> <laughs> yes so it doesn't like i said need to be conventionally scary like the exorcist or whatever or, i mean in my opinion or I, or it could be i'm just saying yeah absolutely could be I have not watched The Exorcist in years. You could make me watch The Exorcist. That's a thing you can do, (laughs) you know. But ideally, it would be something that we haven't seen before or we have not reviewed before. Now, if we've seen it and we haven't reviewed it, we will do it. And in this case, we actually have seen this one. And we Mm -hmm. saw it together for the first time, which is why we actually ended up doing this one. Because we Mm -hmm. thought it would be kind of cathartic, you know. Yep. This was recommended. We got a response on Instagram. And wow, I'm so sorry. I cannot say your username because apparently i'm an idiot it's a-m-g-e-s-t-i-e-h-r-3 amgeistier3 amgeistier3 doesn't matter well it does matter thank you well thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's really hard like when you never know how something like a bunch of jumble of like a name or something is Mm -hmm. broken up when it does you know i don't know anyways i'm so sorry but thank you for the suggestion because we watched this a couple years ago before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was something I don't remember if I wanted to watch it or you wanted to watch it. You came over and we were supposed to have a coloring night. Oh yeah, and then we were gonna have this this on in the background, and we ended up not coloring at all. So we just watched this. Well, it's one. Of those I think things. you told me about it. Okay, that makes sense because this is one of those things where I this had been on had been on my radar, and I just didn't know if it was also on your radar. For a while, because as some of you may know, I was into true crime. But while a lot of people are into serial killers, I was specifically into spree killers. Mm-hmm. Like I, serial killers were interesting to me, but not in the same way that spree killing killers were interested to me. Like, what makes somebody go out and kill masses of people? You know. Mm-hmm. Especially school shootings, I know, are... Yes, so fascinating to me. And, like, not in a way that, you know, I romanticize them or anything. That's fucking weird. But in the way that it's just, like, why, you Mm -hmm. know? And this one is about a spree killer and Kevin, who does end up massacring students at his school. And this is such an interesting film. 
like mm-hmm. in the way that it this is shot tilda swinton is in this and she is so good in this movie and it is so eerie the whole time mm-hmm. i will say that we watched this the one time and it was it you know fucked me up a little bit but this time being pregnant watching this was very different I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. What would I do? What would I do? I mean, I'd turn that kid in so fucking fast, but she doesn't ever really have proof on stuff. Right. And her husband is basically calling her crazy the whole time for thinking he is a psychopath. Yeah. But it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But also, I sat there wondering if she hates this kid so much and hates being a stay-at-home mom and wants to be a city girl in New York, why is she a stay-at-home mom? Like, they have enough money to have a bumpin' gorgeous house. They have enough money for him to be in daycare. Yeah, or, like, have a nanny and, like, uh-huh. at least, at least, like, an au pair or something, you know? Yeah, she doesn't have to be a stay-at-home mom, which she seems to loathe. Yeah. She didn't want to. So it's very interesting to see. I would love to read this book, too, because this is based on a book. book. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I bet that book is even more intricate. I bet. Because you get all the internal dialogue and her internal Mm -hmm. dialogue about what she's thinking when she's watching him grow. Mm -hmm. But you definitely see the. Like, she did not want to be pregnant at all. And she has no bond with this child from the get-go. He's definitely a rad kid. And it's like, that's also a struggle in the film. Because you you blame her, but you also blame him. It's like, he got very fucked up along the way. And part of it's her problem. And then there's also, it's like nature versus nurture, you know? Mm-hmm. what did more damage was he just bound to be like this and then her lack of attachment made it worse mm-hmm. or exactly. was it completely the lack of attachment from her from the womb yes and then you see how different he is like with the dad like he likes the dad he hangs out with him he's funny laughs mom he fucking hates but is it all fake with the dad? Because exactly. He ends up fucking killing him. Exactly. So you can definitely see how he was probably manipulating the situation all along. Well, he didn't want the dad to know that he was doing all the things that the mom knew he was doing from the get go. Right. So Plus, he-, he likes driving her insane. So if mom is seeing how nice he is to dad, and dad's not seeing how weird he is, mom is, like, that's just torturing her on another level. Yes, absolutely. Ezra Miller is Kevin in this, and I love Ezra Miller. They I do. can't watch him in anything else now. Like, he creeps me out. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He did such an amazing job in this that he freaks me out. So Ezra Miller, they did Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I love that as well. And But this is such a creepy – also, they were in the Harry Potter one. Mm, fantastic beast and where to find them <laughs> <laughs> sorry after the you know deathly hallows i was like eh. like i love all those but everything else i was like this isn't gonna be as good is it yeah you just want a cash grab yeah exactly but anyways they did a, such a haunting job in this that it was like just made for them you know what i mean like yeah creeps me the hell out i couldn't imagine somebody else in it but then i mean it's not the same but like the kid in better watch out also did a creepy crazy job so 
That must be such a fun role to play, though. Yeah, no, I agree, but oh, it it fucks with me. I can't watch you in anything else now. I'm just like, you're a fucking psycho. <laughs> you're a psycho. Yeah, but so even the little kid that played Kevin, he was really good. The like mm-hmm. younger version of Kevin, I was like, how did you get this like five-year-old to act like a psychopath? Uh-huh. I also feel like they should be more worried when he's like nine and still using a diaper. Yeah, yeah. The dad is like, oh, Kevin is just like, you know, delayed like it's normal for kids. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah, that seems like it's a problem. I don't. uh, Yeah, the dad just kind of like brushes it off and thinks he's totally normal. It's like they try to do that like gentle parenting way too far, I guess. I don't know. I feel like they try to give him a lot of slack where they really should have seen that there was a problem long ago. Yeah, and she tries to get Kevin evaluated for autism, and it's like, the doctor was like, eh, he's fine. I would have taken him back and been like, can we do this again, like, a couple years later? Because, And the only (laughs) way that Kevin ever earns her respect is when she breaks his fucking arm. Yes. He literally tells her years later, it's the only honest thing you ever did. And it's like, Jesus Christ, this kid is fucked. And scary as shit terrifying so you never have any idea there are some times when he could be chill and then there are others when he just loses it like he ends up with a little sister and for christmas he gets this amazing bow which is beautiful she gets a guinea guinea pig and he fucking kills it it's like were you jealous of the guinea pig were you like what was the problem here puts it down the fucking garbage disposal Mm -hmm. So fucked up. And he always makes his mom cover up what he has done. She always has to play cleanup on everything. Oh, yeah. And he I always wouldn't. makes sure that, like, she knows that he's only doing it to make her miserable. Yeah, like, he even when he's, like, nine or something, he comes in with an open-faced jelly sandwich and just slams it face down right on their glass table and just looks at her. That kid would have gotten in so much trouble. That's another thing. I don't understand. Like, the only time she's ever brutal to him, and I'm not saying she should abuse him, but when she breaks his arm, and it's because he shit his pants when he's nine, she has to change him. He goes over there, stares at her, and does it again, and she's so fucking fed up. Where's the spanking? And I'm not saying that that's, like, the go-to, but you're nine years old giving me that fucking look and you just made a mess on my fucking table giving me that bitch fuck you look, you're going to get spanked and go to your room. They never discipline him. Mm-mm. For anything. Mm-mm. Boarding school immediately. Yeah, exactly. Military school, man. Especially if you know that, like, this kid's a psychopath. Okay, come on. Mm-hmm. We gotta do something. It's it's just very dangerous to have him around. Yes. Especially when you have another child. Yes, that he starts being mean to right away. She's holding the baby in the hospital and he's coming up to like see her and there's a bowl of water next to her and he's just like spritzing her with water to wake her up and make her cry. Yeah. He will just do things just to upset her. He calls her fucking retard when she gets him the wrong soda one time and mom, all she does is Kevin. Are you kidding? No, not Kevin. You need to fucking reprimand this kid. And she's scared of him, bro. Like Terrified. I would have gotten a fucking 
psychologists, psychiatrists, everyone involved, and uh-huh. like it's multiples because if a psychologist or psychiatrist is not like equipped to handle a psychopath, they can outwit them. Well, he should have gone to an in-treatment place that helps or that takes care of rad kids, yeah. but she never gets him treated to figure out that he's a rad child and that there's nothing she can do. Yeah. Explain what rad is real quick for those that don't know. Oh, sorry, everybody. So rad is reactive attachment disorder. And these are the babies that basically were not held by their mothers at all. They weren't cared for. They weren't wanted could also be fathers. Most often it's mothers because babies need that, you know, they need to be breastfed, they need to be held, they need to feel loved. And it can even start as early as in the womb if you have those negative thoughts of, I hate being pregnant, I hate this child, things like that can actually cause this genetic problem in the brain where they just don't feel emotions the right way because they don't feel loved. Actually, love is physically painful to them. So, a lot of kids end up in very serious situations where they end up like trying to kill their parents. I know my mom used to be a psychologist for some of these kids. And I know there were stories of like one little girl who tried to burn her parents' house down one night. Like she locked them in their bedroom, stuff like that. These kids are incredibly screwed up and they need a lot of help. And ignoring the situation is not the way to do it. Clearly. Mm -hmm. She's lucky he didn't kill her sooner. Yeah, which, and he left her alive to make her miserable. Which is crazy. That is such a psychopath. Like, he could have killed her, but he specifically didn't. Yeah, he specific, and once again, makes her clean up all his fucking mess. Like, he goes in, he's a school shooter, goes in, has to, she has to deal with the cops she has to deal with all these parents hating her now she has to deal with talking to these kids that will never walk again if they did survive at all then she goes home and sees that her husband and her baby girl are dead on the lawn he shot them with arrows and killed them and she has to clean that shit up too yep and what's you see more of it's kind of a back and forth, but you see more of her current life after he slaughtered children. So what mm-hmm. he did was he went and bought a bunch of bike locks and trapped a bunch of students in the gym. And then his favorite thing to do was shoot arrows with a bow. And so that's how he killed them. Terrifying to think. And these are like industrial bike locks. You, yeah, they literally have to use like the jaws of life. The firefighters when they get there to open them. Yeah, and he's just one after another shooting these kids with terrifying. Arrows. And you see more of her life post slaughter, basically, than you do really of their past and his upbringing. I wouldn't say it's fifty fifty, but I would say it's maybe like sixty forty. You know, yeah. and. Mm-hmm of how miserable she is. She, I wouldn't say she was like super lively, but you could see that she used to be because she used to go to Europe and do these weird festivals and she was artistic Mm -hmm. and she wrote books and she traveled and she did all these things. And, and you can definitely tell she blames getting pregnant on the end of all of that. Yes. And once again, she's literally cleaning up the shit that he's done. So it's like, we're watching her when we go to the present they have thrown buckets of red paint all over her house for the bloodshed, and she is constantly cleaning that up 
when we go back to the present. Like there's always something that's making her go out there and clean that shit up over and over again. Yep. And she lost her big, beautiful house and she's just in this tiny little, you know, probably two bedroom house. And Mm -hmm. people are so horrible to her and I don't understand why either. Like I'm not saying that you should be happy and I totally understand the having those flashes of your dead child if you see her on the street, but you don't have to go up to her and slap her. Right. Or break all her eggs at the supermarket. She didn't fucking do it. Right. She is just as much a victim in this because she lost her entire family. You can probably at least go home and talk to your husband, maybe some of your other kids. She lost her daughter and her husband from this same person. Right. Right. And also what's interesting is just in a real world perspective is Susan Klebold is the mother of Dylan Klebold, who was one of the Columbine shooters. And she wrote a book called A Mother's Reckoning. And she kind of talks in that book about what it's like to, you know, walk around in public again and face those parents and that kind of thing. And that's a really interesting book if anybody's interested. I mean, that I don't know how they do it because I don't know. I, I kept thinking the whole time I was like, I'd kill myself. Like right then and there, when you find their dead bodies, that'd be the end of me. The cops would find them and me dead in the bathtub or something. But if I made it through the night, I wouldn't live there anymore. I would probably go to Europe, change my name, change everything Mm -hmm. about myself. But she still goes and sees Kevin. Yes, which is crazy that she still does that. You know, I... I think that part of it is like she and she does ask him on the an, the two year anniversary of what happened. Why? You know, maybe she's been looking for those answers the whole time. Maybe she's been clinging on to the only child she has left, even if she never really right. felt love for him. You know, there's a lot of like trying to piece together these psychological pieces the whole time that you're watching this movie of like why characters are doing things and why is she doing this? And, you know, she actually in one of the rooms of her new house to the fucking bed sheets being tucked in the way he likes creates his bedroom paint shelves desk chair everything that creeps me out it makes me feel like there was some creepy codependent thing that some bond that fucked her up and i know part of it may just be that she's latching onto the only thing that she has left from her old life which is him and Maybe, but I mean, I know I haven't actually had this baby yet, but I've said constantly in the past, like, I will be the first one to turn you in. You fucking torture animals, you do shit like, I will turn you in and I will not go visit you. Sorry. Yeah. And when, even when she goes and visits him, they just sit in silence. Yeah. Why do you even go? Maybe she's hoping he'll say something that'll make the entire world make sense. I don't know. I mean, I can understand that, I guess. Just needing him to give you an answer and hoping that if he's going to say anything to anybody, maybe it'll be you. But I don't know, two years of waiting for that in complete silence? I don't know, man. Yep. And he's starting to get scared because he's about to go to big boy prison. Yep. And he's been in juvenile prison. He got tried as a juvenile because he basically convinced them that he was... He was on, Out like, of, Percocet or something? Yeah, he was yeah. a lot of antidepressants. Yeah. They tried him as a minor for that, and but now he's turning 18. 
So now he has to go to big boy prison. Mm-hmm. And he's scared. And that's the first time you ever really see any like genuine emotion from him. Mm-hmm. But she even says, she's like, you'll be out of there in a, f- a couple years. Like, you've already done some time and you were younger. And I don't know, though. Maybe if you make it out alive. Yeah. And she's ready for when he comes home. She's got a yes. room ready. Just the way he liked uh-uh. it. No. And again, if you're going to do that, don't stay in the fucking hometown he does this shit in. You know that even if you love him and you're trying to fix things, the town's going to kill him, right? Yep, exactly. I would have. Well, just like with the Columbine shooters families, they moved. They exactly. got they got out of Littleton. Exactly. How can you stay? They got div- like the Klebolds got divorced. Like it was very sad, but it's just tears families apart, you know? I, I don't know how it couldn't. I don't know how you could like it's the same thing i mean they in that scenario they died but it's just like the death of a child like how do you not blame the other parent for not paying enough attention for any of this stuff like he has these huge locks sent to their house and they're just cool with him saying yeah they were cheap online and i'm gonna sell them for a buku bucks at school and they're just like chill with that little answer newer. Little mini Donald Trump, I think, is what his dad calls him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He has an answer for everything. And they just don't look into it. That's just weird, though. Like, there are so many things I would be, like, I would understand a teenager maybe trying to sell at school. You know, tech things. I don't know. Earbuds. Soda. Like, I would understand those things. Well, bike locks? That's fucking weird, especially in a high school where lots of people are starting to drive. Yeah, because he's 16. Yeah, they just don't look into anything with him enough. No. Nope. And, like, the creepiest scene to me was when she catches him masturbating and they just stare at each other. Yeah. That was horrendous to me. Oh, I hated that scene. Yeah, like, he stares, like, for a long time. But at the same time, close the fucking door. Why are you staring at him? (sighs) I think she's just so shocked that he's just so fucking weird. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like he is totally evil. We didn't even talk about the fact that he makes his sister lose an eye. Yes. Yes. Evil incarnate, man. She, so when he fucking puts the guinea pig in the fucking garbage disposal, the mom gets out fucking chemicals to clear yeah. the garbage disposal. And then she puts them up in a locked cabinet and he gets them back down and poisons his sister. Yeah, which they're like, oh, the mom must have left it out. Even if, even if she did, this girl is old enough. I'm not saying that kids don't do dumb things. I don't think she would have taken the jug of Drano and drank it. Yeah, she's like seven. Or yeah. eight or something like that. Like she's definitely in school having full-on conversations. I don't think she's going to just drink the Drano. So he definitely put that shit in a glass or something. Oh, yeah. Put it in one of his sodas or something. Yes. And had her drink it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost killed her. Probably wanted to kill her, honestly. Yeah. And he doesn't even care. Like, they are talking to him at dinner of, we hope that you don't, you don't feel bad or you don't blame yourself or anything. He goes, for what? No, I don't blame myself. Yeah, because he was supposed to be watching her. 
Yeah. Which why? If you think that he she also knows oh she my God. knows he's a psycho, right? Yeah. And she's like, You get to babysit the kid tonight, we wanna go out. Hell no. Hell no. No. There's a point after he makes her go blind and she comes home or blind in one eye and he wants to go out shooting the archery stuff in the backyard and he's like, Do you wanna come with? And she goes, No. That's when you say no. Yeah, at this point, she's like, oh, it only took you poisoning my kid for me to put my foot down. Right? <laughs> Jesus, woman. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to read this book. I wanted to read it for a while, but I just kind of forgot about it. But now I, like, want to go back and read this book because I'm Agreed. sure that it's, like, the movie is really well done. And I'm sure that the book gives you so much more insight to the family dynamic and the internal dialogue. Maybe even Kevin's. I don't know. I don't know if it's what you know pov it's written in but that would be really interesting so i'm i'm really intrigued by reading the book too i want to also but now like this fucked me up while pregnant just watching it i don't know if i want to read it while pregnant so we have a little bit different rating system for these movies and this is hypothetical because like i'm not going to actually stay up multiple nights because of a movie but then you can kind of see how well you did compared to other movies and this is a baseline so you know we don't have anything to compare it to yet this is our first one so this is going to be a scale out of 10 typically our rating system is out of five this one's going to be out of 10 and the rating system is how many nights is this going to keep us up so we need to talk about kevin would probably and even if it's like three or four nights that's not a low score to be fair this is not Not rating the film on uh, it being a good or bad film because i would give this one a four you know on a four to four out of five absolutely as far as that keeping me up one night (laughs) is like enough like good job you guys for doing that at all yeah now if we 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 can say this wouldn't keep me up at all like not at all yeah that that is a fair think about it a long time and that is a fair answer now so would would that is that your answer this wouldn't keep you up or No, no no this i think this one i don't think it'll keep me up but I'm definitely going to think about it a while. I think it's going to be like it follows. We're here in a few days. I'm going to be like, is my baby evil? <laughs> I don't know. Especially being pregnant. I think this one's probably going to stay with me a good seven, eight days. Well, you could say it'll keep you up for seven or eight nights. That's a, mm-hmm. just like the scale. It's there not Because it's not, you know, a, a literal scale. Yeah. Like if it'll so. stay with you for seven or eight days, that's legit. You know? Yeah, that's definitely a, is. That's a legitimate... Yeah, we need to talk about Kevin. I, okay, so disturbing things for me, like the psychological stuff sometimes doesn't stay with me as long because I inundated myself with this kind of stuff when I was like Mm 18-ish. And so this one, you know, probably I would say on the disturbing, you know, would keep me up at night, probably like between a one and a two. Again, that's not how poor the movie is. That's just how much it would disturb me. Mm-hmm. But that's because I just soak this shit up. Like, I think it is so <laughs> Yeah, you love psychological. Yeah, I think it is so interesting. But the first time I saw it, I think it definitely was higher. So I'd probably go more like a three or a four just because it wasn't my first viewing, you know? Mm, Also that, yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely a solid start, especially because I'm excited we got to start out with something more psychological because I didn't think anybody would really want to go in that direction because when you think of like make us scream or whatever or scare us, everyone is going to want to, I would think, go for something in maybe the like conjuring universe or something like that that's gonna yeah, be more exactly. jump scare type thing but this is definitely mm-hmm. a bold choice for that kind of film so 
yeah, definitely a good start. So thank you so much for the recommendation. We really appreciate it because we need those recommendations to keep coming in order to keep doing the series. Yes, and we definitely want more of them. Amanda and I have seen this one before, but we're also hoping for ones that we've never even heard of, totally off the wall stuff that it makes us go, oh God, never again. So right. <laughs> bring them in. Right, and you can do that over on our social medias. The Facebook and Instagram are the Extra Sisters Podcast. Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. You can email us at the Extra Sisters at gmail.com. And if you would like to hit us up on Patreon, it is patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters Podcast. Until next time, stay creepy.